0: Uh, Welcome, by the way, to Christ Community Church. Got a great uh, crowd here in the house today, and welcome to you that are joining us via live stream. A little bit different today on the live stream. We don't have Miss Jan there to uh, manage our chat stream, so you guys behave in the chat box, and uh, we'll try and communicate all the information we can, but uh, we're glad that you're with us, and... uh, that performance there was from the CMAs, the Country Music Awards, a few years ago, and I don't know if you noticed in the crowd there, but boy, when they got going, some of the crowd started to worship. And that song just moves me. I don't, I don't know why, but it does. After I saw that uh, performance on the CMAs, I said, well, that's the last time I performed that song. Because, <laughs> wow! That was amazing. So, anyway, I hope that, uh, that, that blessed you and you enjoyed that. And uh, we're gonna sing together here in just a moment. But first, I wanna give a few welcome notes especially to our folks that are online. Uh, If you want to uh, jump in, if you got some kids there at home with you and you want to print out some activities for them, you can find that at c3ak.com slash kidprint. It's like magic. Tobin, you're doing such a great job. And uh, you got one for the younger and one for the older. And if they're really bored, just print them both out and hand them the whole packet and let them go to town. And it'll be great. Uh, Also, if you happen to be uh, visiting with us the first time, whether it's here in the house or online... We would love to know that you're here with us. We've got uh, an online connect card that you can use. That's c3ak.com hello. Hello. And uh, just fill that out. Give us as much or as little information as you want. At least a name and an email address. I'd love to send you a, a note via email. If you give me a mailing address, I'll send you something in the old post office. And most of all, we'd just like to know that you're with us. And then uh, finally, in that set of stuff, c3ak.com prayer or prayer at C3AK.com. I can't remember which one we have. There we go, prayer at C3AK.com. If you have something you'd like for us to pray with you about, pray with you for, something to rejoice that you've seen the Lord do in your life, uh, that's the place to send it to. That'll come to our prayer team. And we are certainly privileged and honored when you let us pray with you in that way. And I mentioned last week, but I want to remind you, if you are in the practice of using the prayer tree, which is not set out right at this time because you know why Um, this is still the place to send your prayer requests because we take the stuff from the prayer uh, tree and this is where we send it when we put it all together we send out a notice to everyone who's subscribed to this uh, prayer link so if you would still like to take advantage of that you can just do that straight there on your phone use uh, any email program you want and then sometimes you have something that's maybe more private, more confidential. You don't want to share with whoever's on the, the prayer team. You can send that straight to me, Pastor Tracy at c3ak.com, or Pastor Jason at c3ak.com. Either one of us, and we'll share that with each other. And he and I uh, pray for those, and pray with you, and pray for you. And we're really, uh, again, privileged when you let us do that. All right. Uh, final thing. The offering box is over there by the door somewhere if you want to utilize that. And then uh, you can always uh, give online if you are able. C3AK.com slash donate, that's the place to do it. All the info is there. Woo! (laughs) Jason's gonna get to do this by himself in a couple of weeks. Well, not this part, but in a few weeks because I I gotta go out of town for at least one Sunday. And uh, we'll see how that goes. So he'll have to do all of the announcements and everything all by himself. It'll be great. Right now he's on vacation with his uh, kids uh, back down in your part of the country, Stratton. where you just came from. Uh, by the way, the Strattons are here this morning. Isn't that awesome? It's great to see them. And our friends from BBH are here with us this morning. So glad to see you guys as well. And uh, everyone else, uh, good to be here. You ready to sing? Yeah. All right. We'll have the words up here on the screen behind us. Let me pray for us as we get started. And uh, and we'll seek the Lord. and i just ask you to just lift your voices and have a great time of celebration this morning. All right, here we go. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be together today. Lord, we continue to pray for uh, safety and wellness for those around us in these strange, uncharted times. Lord, we know that are you are you're in control. You know everything that has happened will happen and that nothing takes you by surprise even if it does take us by surprise. So, Lord, we trust in you. We rest in you. Lord, be with us in this moment, in this place, both here in the building and those who are connected to us electronically this morning. May we sense your presence as we lift our voices together and sing our praises to the heavens. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: I invite you to stand with us if you'd like. In the midst of darkness, you the light that guides me through. Our eyes are on you. You are near to the broken, where we find their strength in you. Our eyes the hopeless, you the hope, the hope that our eyes are on you we lift our eyes to you where our hell comes from, our hope is found in you Jesus Lord Oh, the peace that comes my soul Our eyes are on you You bring hope to the hopeless
2: Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's pray. Lord, our uh, country is in turmoil. And as we uh, observe all of that and uh, the pandemic and racial tension, we pray for healing for our country. We pray for a fresh Uh, turning to you uh, all over this country a revival lord because we know it is um, only a change of heart that will fix our problems in the u.s lord thank you that you are our stronghold that we can go to you in times of trouble because we know that you care for us help us to cast our anxiety on you and Lord, we pray you'd help us as we continue in this worship service. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: So we're still trying to figure out the flow of everything, right? You got my headset back there? There we go. So we're still a little clunky, feels weird, feels. Uh, Different, but we're making it, and I hope uh, hope it's working for you. That music felt pretty good to me. So we're continuing in the Book of Mark. We've just been working our way through different stories, and up until this point, we've really what we've heard have been uh, parables, stories, metaphors that Jesus has used to tell his disciples about the kingdom of heaven. But this morning, we're going to see a story, an actual event that occurs then. As Jesus has been telling these stories, the crowds have been gathering. And we know from a couple of different times in the Gospels that uh, Jesus would, on occasion, remove himself from the crowds to rest, to take a break. In fact, there's at least one occasion where he does that, and even when he gets to where he intends to take a break, there's still tons of people. And uh, he even puts himself in a boat and goes off the shore so that he can speak to all the people because so many are gathered. And so we're going to be in Mark chapter 4, picking up where we left off last week, verse 35. And you'll notice that it says right here at the beginning, it says, on that day when evening had come. So everything that we just heard, the stories that he was telling about the parable of the mustard seed that we talked about last week, uh, the seeds being thrown on the ground and some of them growing and some of them uh, perishing and some of them getting in the gravel and some falling on the hard path and some falling on good soil. Um, the lamp being under a basket that we don't you know if we're going to take a flashlight out in to see the dark, or if we're going to put up a beacon, to attract people to a location. We don't then cover up that light so that no one can see it. That doesn't make any sense. All of those stories have happened then, it says, on that day. He's been telling these stories to his disciples, to whoever is gathered, and even some of the religious leaders that are there who are beginning to form their opinions about him. And basically, the religious leaders' opinions about him are that he's trouble." And that the things that he's teaching, the things that he's telling the people are going to erode their place of power in the world and in their community. So uh, he's already beginning to lay the foundation both for what he wants to communicate about who God is and what the kingdom of heaven is and and how we can engage with the kingdom of heaven, but is also laying the foundation for those who will ultimately uh, call for his crucifixion which rests in the hands of the religious leaders because their power is threatened. So here we are. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, his disciples, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? When uh, Karen and I were young in our marriage, she doesn't know I'm telling this story, by the way. Um, This is BK. BK before kids, right? My uh, brother and his wife lived all over the place because he was in the Navy and they traveled from place to place. So we actually got to see some cool parts of the the world and the country because we would go to visit them and have uh, vacation together. But this particular time, they were living in Pensacola, Florida, uh, which was fantastic because we got to go to, like, Panama Beach and the white sand beaches of Florida. It It was a blast. We had a great time doing that. And uh, this, this story coincides with our recent unusual weather patterns here in Anchorage. You may have seen, you may have heard, you may have actually experienced that we had three thunderstorms three days in a row, like a thunderstorm three days in a row in Anchorage. I don't know if that's ever happened in Anchorage. I don't, not while I've been here. I've been here since 1972. I remember one time... When I was probably 9 or 10, it's so weird that memories can laser in like this, but I was standing in the pastor's office at, I'm pretty sure, Emmanuel Baptist Church over on Old Seward Highway, or maybe just outside of it because there was a window that pointed to the mountains. Now, I had lived in Nebraska. I told a story about an oak tree in Nebraska last week. Um, Another time, I don't know if it was an oak tree, but another time we had a storm there and a tornado came through and tore down a tree and dropped it on top of our storm cellar door and we couldn't get out. Um, I would love to rabbit trail into that story, but I'm not going to. Maybe I'll come back to it. But um, So I've seen thunder, lightning, things like that, but not in Alaska, living up here. I remember this one time, though, when I was young, standing in that church and looking out towards the mountains, and I remember seeing a lightning bolt up on the the mountains to the east, the Chugach Mountains, and I remember thinking, wow, that's weird in Alaska. And then we've seen over the last few years that we've had more and more of those, but this event the other day, um, I mean, that was legitimate thunder, right? (laughs) Like it was something else. I do remember one time, probably early 20s, mid-20s, maybe, yeah, probably closer to 30 at Faith Baptist Church. Uh, We were holding a a service in the fellowship hall, and a young lady was singing. She had just started her song. She was singing, and there was just a single thunderclap. It wasn't rolling. It just went bang, and she dropped the microphone. It was so loud. I mean, it just... But other than that, this was pretty unusual the other day. But it reminded me of this story, and then the scripture came up for today, and so I thought I would share this about Pensacola, Florida. Probably, um, maybe not the most scared I've been in my life, but pretty close. And for sure, the most definite time I considered killing my wife, like, seriously, Only for self-preservation, though. Let me tell you what happened. So we'd gone down to visit. We were having a lovely time. We'd been to the beach. Uh, We'd been uh, around to some attractions and things like that. Uh, My brother and I had tried to install a new mailbox post in his front yard. And we gave up because we were sweating so badly we couldn't see the sweat was just pouring down our faces and we're trying to dig this hole and put concrete in there. We're just like, forget it. He's like, I'll just do without mail for a while. And we just left the post laying there. And so it was so hot, we decided, you know what? Let's go. We're going to go to this place where you can rent a tube and tube down the river or you can get in a canoe and paddle down the river. And, uh, and it was, looked pretty fun. And so we decided to go over there. We packed lunches, had a great time, decided not to do the, the tubing. We were going to do canoes, paddle with canoes down this uh, river. And it was, it was a pretty good sized river. It wasn't like a creek, it was a, it was a legitimate river. It was beautiful. The day was absolutely gorgeous. Not a cloud in the sky. We jumped in, we're paddling. It's a kind of an easy, lazy river because if you're going to tube, you don't want it to be too crazy. And, Um, it was supposed to be about an hour and a half to two hour float down the river and halfway there was a a sandbar that looked really cool and so we pulled out and we have pictures of us sitting there on that sandbar uh, smiling, everybody looking fresh, having a great day eating our little sandwiches not knowing that in about 15 minutes all hell was going to break loose and we were going to be unsure if we were going to survive the rest of the day. And so we jump back in our canoes, start paddling, and then we start hearing a rumbling in the distance. And then it starts getting closer and closer. And then lightning begins to flash in the distance. And it gets closer and closer. And then we start hearing lightning strikes in the forest around us. We can hear hear it hitting things. and We can see plumes of smoke. There are other people in the river, but everyone else is on a tube. And we begin to notice as we're going down the river, that everyone on a tube has now gone to the sides of the river. There's no way to get up the bank where we are. It's just covered with uh, plants and trees hanging down in there. And they are all tucked up underneath of the trees with their tubes out of the water watching the sky. And we're like, we have nowhere to go. There's nowhere to take the canoes out. We can't get the canoes under the tree. We're holding metal oars in our hands. (laughs) And so... We're, we start, we're not floating anymore, we're paddling. Like, all right, you know, we need, to, we need to make some time here. We need to get going. And it gets closer and closer, and those thunderclaps are getting louder. And we're doing the thing where, you know, you, you, you see the flash, then you wait for the thunder, and you count, right? Supposedly a, a mile per second, right? And we just watched it go from five seconds to four seconds to three seconds. And then the next one, that thunder cell was right over us. It was instantaneous, simultaneous, lightning and thunder crashes. Bang! It was so loud. I couldn't believe it. I'd never been in anything like that. Raining like crazy. I mean, the boat's filling up with water. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. The rain's pouring down. We're trying to talk to each other. It was so loud, we could not hear each other speak. And it was nonstop. And the boat was filling up with water, and Karen was sitting in front. I was sitting in the back because I was kind of the the wheel man back there, you know, guiding where we went, and she was paddling. And by now, she has, understandably so, panicked (laughs) because it was scary, let me tell you. I I can't describe to you how loud it was, so loud that you couldn't hear your own thoughts. And I noticed that the water was filling up with the boat, or the, the boat was filling up with water. And this is where I made, I think, a good decision. Um, the boat was filling up with water because Karen had gotten into such a panic. She's, she's just killing that water. And every time she hit the water, it, with, the, with the oar, water came in the boat. And so I'm, I'm, I'm yelling
1: at her, Karen, stop!
0: She can't hear me! It's so loud she can't hear me. I'm screaming at the top of my voice, and she cannot hear a word I'm saying. It is so loud. And I looked at that oar in my hands. <laughs> you hear all the guys laugh, right? I looked at the back of her head. And I thought, if I just knock her out, then she'll stop sinking the boat. And I, I don't remember what happened to get her attention, but somehow we got attention and we got calmed down a little bit. And we started guiding ourselves along the way. That storm went on for a long time. The next thing that we faced was the storm finally moved over. I look back at my brother and his wife. They're soaking wet and freaked out. We're freaked out. The storm finally moves over, begins to, to go off into the distance. But now the river has swollen. And one of the last things you have to go through is there's a, a bridge and you have to go under the bridge, and it's got the, the posts there, you know, the, the, the abutments that are holding up. And there's about this much space between the bottom of the road and the surface of the water. And it is like, whoosh, you know, hydraulics. Hydraulics are powerful. Natural hydraulics are amazing. And so as we started to get up towards that, we kept saying to each other, don't get sideways, don't get sideways because the posts were only five or six feet apart. And if we got sideways, it was just going to suck that boat right up against it. And so we were, we were, now we were like, you know, expeditioners. We've, we've weathered the storm. We've beaten the monster. We have faced death and survived, you know. And so we were like trying to thread that needle and we did, but it was like, and then watch your head going through there. One of the most frightening times in my entire life, out there in the middle of just wilderness and nowhere to go, nothing to do, what we might have given to have the Lord with us in that moment, right, to say to the storm, be still. I hear that same panic in the disciples' words here. That same fear that we felt, that same helplessness that we felt, I see it in the disciples in this story. Can you imagine hanging out with Jesus, watching all these wonderful things happen that he's doing, listening to the stories that he's telling, getting to know him better, this friendship growing, and you're, you're just really enjoying what's happening? And then it's Jesus' suggestion to get in the boat, right? Let's get in the boat, go to the other side take a break and you get in the boat and there's another story in the Bible in fact it might be this one it might be just a different translation that indicates that uh, Jesus is exhausted really and it says that they carried him to the boat I think it says it in this translation in in a way there's another translation that gives it a little more emphasis but they carried him to the boat just as he was meaning like, I'm exhausted. And they get Jesus to the boat. He's in there. The storm rises. And he's fast asleep in the back of the boat. It says there's a cushion back there that he's made as a pillow for his head. He's conked out, oblivious. Oblivious. They wake him up and basically have that, what's wrong with you conversation? What's wrong with you, Jesus? Don't you know we're about to die out here? And we see in this text that Jesus commands the storm to be still, and it is still. But then he asks them a question, and I think this question is at the heart of what this passage wants to say to us today. He says, Why do you still have so little faith? What are you afraid of? I see in that moment Jesus, God, willing to address their fear, but his question points to something that he desires more which is that we not wish that the storm go away but rather God wants us to trust him in the midst of the storm. So we already know Both intellectually and as we look at the words of scripture, there's no promise that God gives us that the storms in our lives are just going to go away. That even if we're in the midst of a storm like these guys are, there's no promise that if we shout out to him, that if we call out to him, that he's going to dismiss every storm. And if nothing else, the experience of life tells us that's true. Because listen, how many of us have been in the midst of a storm, whether it's something someone else created or the world created or we did to ourselves and we cried out and said, hey, make this go away, and it didn't. So if nothing else, our experience tells us that God's response to every call out for help is not to diminish the storm. And in fact, even in this story, we look at it and we go, isn't that great? Who, Jesus can calm the storm. He's, he's got command of the wind and seas. You know, claim that promise. He can, he can calm the storms in your life. And yet, his very next words are, why are you bothering me, basically? Why don't you trust me? What he's saying to them is, friends, if I want you to live and survive through this, it doesn't matter how bad the storm gets. I'm going to be with you. See, he's pointing them to what he hopes that they will think of the next time there's a storm, which is not to look to God and say, What's wrong with you? Don't you know I'm about to die? I mean, honestly, that's a rhetorical question because he does know if you're about to die. He's seen it all before, like literally before. You get what I mean? Like he's seen it before it happens. He knows. He exists in all space and time, at all times, past, present, and future. He he exists outside of our frame of reference. So yes, he knows. What he really desires from us is, do we know who he is in the midst of the storm? Don read that passage from Psalms this morning telling us about the great characters and and qualities and nature of God. How much he cares for us. How much he looks after us. And it ends with those beautiful words that say, with all of this in mind, with everything that I've just told you, about who God is, kind of like Jesus saying, look, with everything that you've seen, why are you still afraid? Why do you still have so little faith? With all of that in mind, no matter what happens, no matter what comes our way, no matter what struggles uh, trip us up, no matter what trials we encounter, no matter what disappointments pick at us at the end of the day, The psalmist says, be still and know that he is God. This is what Jesus is pointing those disciples to. It's the same thing. He says, peace be still to the storm, but he wants to teach them about peace be still in your hearts. And so that leaves us to the question, right? For ourselves. The next time we face the storm, the next time trouble comes, whether it's small or great, (laughs) I dropped everything I owned three or four times on the way in the door this morning. It felt like a trial. Small things. or great things you've lost your job your future is uncertain you have a task before you that is far greater than what you thought it was going to be and you think it might even be past your abilities to handle there are decisions you made a long time ago that their consequences are coming to bear I don't know it's your life it's your storm how do you and I seek the presence of God in the midst of those storms because Scripture tells us and experience tells us that if what we're hoping for is always a dismissal of the storm, not only is it not something God is likely to do, but it's not actually something he wants to do. The rain falls on the just and the unjust, the Bible says. Nobody gets out alive, right? We're all in this together. His desire for us is not to make our lives easy. But it is for us to look to him in every circumstance of our lives. And trust him. Sing this song for you and uh, maybe give you a moment to think that through. Think about that. Think about your own life. What is he asking you to do in this regard? Are you... How do you respond to storms in your own life? Because I think this is a danger that we risk which is if we always want God to dismiss our storms and over time we find that he doesn't because we are not full of faith we then begin to blame God for those storms and we get an attitude that he doesn't hear me he doesn't care about me he doesn't love me and nothing could be further from the truth what he wants is for you to to be Content, joyful, blessed, because no matter what, he is with you.
1: Be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He is holy. Be still, O restless soul of mine. Bow before the Prince of Peace. Let the noise and still and know that He is God, be still and know that He is faithful, consider all that He has done, stand in awe and be amazed, and know that He will never Be still.
0: All right, worship team, come and join me. Closing up with a couple of songs here that tie into this theme pretty well, I think. So sing along with us if you'd like.
1: to my rescue and now
0: closing prayer. Now may the Lord bless you, keep you. May he cause the light of his face to shine upon you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Glad that you could make it out here to Christ Community Church. Glad you could join us online. Guys, have a great afternoon. Have a great day. And uh, be safe. Wash your hands. All that good stuff. I'm going to ask you when you exit this morning, if you will exit out these two back doors. That would be awesome. Don't go back out the front doors. Go out those guys there in the back. And we'll see you here again next Sunday. Be blessed, guys. Thank you.